and welcome to the May 5th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on the strengthening of Angola's relationship with the USA and the growing economic cooperation ties with EU countries, Mozambique's new onshore LNG projects, Portugal's new competitive port tenders, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Joana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news from Angola, where the government has recently approved the Business Environment Improvement Plan 2023-2024, aiming at reducing the procedures necessary for the creation of companies and diminishing associated costs. Under the initiative, the executive wants to keep working on regulations that contribute to a more transparent business environment. Other goals of the plan include protecting the rights of property and the environment, ensuring the safety of the population, implementing and using digital platforms and promoting the sharing of information between government bodies. To achieve this, the Business Environment Improvement Plan establishes 11 areas of intervention, namely obtaining credit, minority investors, international trade, contract enforcement, insolvency resolution, business startups, licensing, property registrations, access to electricity, tax payments, and transversal activities. The Angolan government is looking to strengthen cooperation ties with European countries, namely in the economic sector, as a delegation is set to visit the Czech Republic, Germany and France. Its goal is to solidify the already existing cooperation with these countries and look for European investors to increase the volume of foreign direct investment in the country. The Minister of Industry and Trade also visited Spain, where he invited Spanish entrepreneurs to invest in Angola, having stressed the growing efforts the government continues to employ to cut red tape and create a healthy business environment for national and international companies. Among the several projects already in progress, the Minister highlighted the operationalization of the industrial development poles and the rural industrial parks, which are infrastructures of industrial localization dedicated to the concentration of industrial units where entrepreneurs can install their large, medium and small factories and connect with suppliers of raw materials from the national market. The U.S.-Angola relations continue to strengthen, as shown by the visit of an American delegation to the Luanda Bingo Special Economic Zone, where it committed to sharing the information gathered during the visit with several American companies interested in investing in Angola. The administration of the Economic Zone believes that this visit can galvanize the objectives of the executive to diversify the economy and the portfolio of investors for the country, particularly for the Special Economic Zone project at a time when it has 18 international partners. The National Agency for Mineral Resources announced its medium-term strategy that establishes several prospecting projects on the occurrence of seven critical minerals it identified in the national territory by the National Geology Plan. The agency's goal is to assess their potential of becoming strategic minerals for the Angolan economy in the framework of the ongoing process of energy transition on a global scale. These critical minerals include lithium, cobalt, graphite and rare earth elements of graphite. In Cape Verde, the Deputy Prime Minister has stated the government's vision of turning Cape Verde into a pro-private and pro-investment nation. In order to achieve this goal, he claimed that state has to create the conditions for the country to have the best business environment, the best investment climate, the capacity to regulate the markets and to capture private investment. 
The statement was made at the Driving Change and Accelerating Development Conference, which was attended physically and virtually by Cape Verde's main development partners, both public and private, national and international. For two days, the government presented the projects of the Strategic Plan for Sustainable Development, approved in 2022, and hoped to mobilize 2 million euros to implement the instruments, whose total funding estimate is 5 million euros. Cape Verde's national water and electricity company, Electra, is planning structure investments that will impact the increasing thermal production and renewable energy production, raising the penetration rate of renewable energies to 18.7%. The Pan-African financial institution African Export-Import Bank, Afrexinbank, has committed 56 million euros to a rural electrification project in Cameroon. The financing will enable the construction of up to 87 off-grid solar photovoltaic systems in 200 locations across the country, electrifying 1,000 towns with clean energy. The package aims to address the gap between urban and rural electrification, which is currently 65 and 25 percent respectively. The funding is part of a broader electrification initiative launched by Chinese technology company Huayi in 2016 which has so far provided electricity access to more than 26,000 households in 350 villages across the country. Representing the third phase of the project, the Afroxim Bank-funded initiative will bring not only improved energy access, but also help diversify the country's energy mix. At the Ivorian Gambian Economic Forum, recently held at the initiative of the Embassy of Côte d'Ivoire in Senegal, in collaboration with the Chamber of Commerce and Industry of Côte d'Ivoire and the Centre for the Promotion of Investments in Côte d'Ivoire, Côte d'Ivoire and Gambia have presented their varied economic potentials to be seized to create partnerships and generate reciprocal investments in both countries. Côte d'Ivoire, for its part, offers investment opportunities in seven key sectors, agro-industrial, chemical, construction, materials, pharmaceutical, automotive, packaging and textile. Three cooperation agreements were also signed between the two nations last week, including an agreement on cooperation in the energy field. Gabon and Sierra Leone joined Afrixim Bank's agreement for the establishment of the Export Development Fund for Africa. According to the fund, this constitutes an important step that will strengthen its ability to provide critical support to African economies and achieve its objectives effectively. The new memberships broaden the fund's scope of intervention and reflect its unwavering commitment to its mandate of providing long-term capital to African economies with a focus on industrialization, intra-African trade and added value exports. In Gabon, the future Oendo gas-fired power plant is set to cost over 135 billion CFA francs, as announced by the promoters of this project, the Gabon Power Company and its partner, Vartzila Development and Financial Services. The plant will be built in the second district of the Oendo commune, close to another existing power plant, to limit the impact on the environment and biodiversity. In addition, the project will increase the production capacity of the estuary interconnected network and provide clean, sustainable and low-cost electricity to all. Over in Mozambique, the country's stimulus package, the Economic Acceleration Package, has shown to be attracting investors, as announced by the Deputy Director of the Economic Reform Coordination Office at the country's Ministry of Economy and Finance, whose team has been monitoring the plan's implementation and subsequent success. The plan approved last August has two main goals tax reforms to boost the economy and measures aimed at improving the business environment, transparency and governance. 
according to the international monetary fund, Total Energy and ExxonMobil will start their two respective onshore liquefied natural gas exploration projects. The projects are set to start production in 2027 and 2029 and will have an extremely positive impact on growth through production and tax revenues. Mozambique has three development projects approved to exploit the natural gas reserves in the Rovuma Basin, classified among the largest in the world off the coast of Cabo Delgado. In Portugal, the Lisbon Port Authority has decided not to renew its concessions in the eastern zone of Lisbon, putting them out to a competitive tender instead. The Port Authority has justified the decision by the terminal's need for significant investments. The first tender to be launched will be the Grain Terminal at Viat, currently explored by Siloport. Airline TAP's privatization process could begin soon, as the Portuguese government hopes to start the process before the end of the summer. Two business valuation assessors will be selected by the Ministry of Finances and Part Pública to work independently to provide the most complete value possible for TAP in its different forms. TAP, which is under a new EU-approved 3.2 billion euro bailout plan, had already carried out a preliminary study of the market to assess the investment prospects of some potential investors. In the Republic of the Congo, ENI has launched its Congo LNG project to exploit the country's Marine 12 offshore gas fields to produce liquefied natural gas for global export, particularly to Europe, while generating gas for domestic power generation. The project, made through an accelerated development schedule and a zero-flaring approach, is to be executed in two phases and should reach an overall LNG production capacity of 3 million tons per year from 2025. It will entail the installation of two floating natural gas liquefaction plants at the Nene and Lichendijili fields already in production and at the fields yet to be developed. The first plant, with a capacity of 0.6 million tons per year, will begin production in 2023, while the second will become operative in 2025 with a capacity of 2.4 mTPA. In Saint-Mayen-Priest, the newly re-elected Prime Minister Patrice Trouvoada is seeking to attract investors to the country and to revive international partnerships, in particular with Angola and other historical partners like Portugal and Brazil. The Prime Minister is not only planning on re-steering economic partnerships, but is also auditing some deals made during his predecessor's administration. First among them is a contract agreed on in October 2022 with a consortium led by the Ghana-based logistics company SafeBond Africa. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www www.mirandalawfirm.com This episode was presented by Joana Graça Moura from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.